Welcome to the Internet, live from the Marriott Library at an undisclosed location in the Logan metropolitan area. This is the Redline Podcast. I'm your host, quote, High Floor Light Rail, Enjoyer Dunstan, and these are my co-hosts. Co-hosts? Co-hosts. Keep going. (laughs) Kyle Holland and... Alex Fielder. Today we're diving into the many bizarre commuter rail lines across the United States that normally wouldn't merit an episode all of their own. We'll talk Wes, Smart Train Success, and more after the news. Do, 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 do. Oh yeah, Metro derailed. What did it do that for? Washington Metro derailed. So, um, apparently something fell on the tracks and it made a train derail. So this is like the first time ever that WMATA has derailed and it wasn't WMATA's fault that much. Wow. Go them. <laughs> yeah. Just like well, New York a big for deal. real with people like pranking the trains with blocks of wood. Basically. So good for them. They're almost done fixing the track after it got slightly destroyed by a, a 10 car train derailing on it. Um, uh, no injuries through the magic of tunnels and modern trains. Uh, it was on a viaduct. Oh. No injuries somehow. Yeah, and there were 46 people on board, right? 43. 43, I was close. Plus the operator for the we gave up on automating it train. Yep, so maybe don't have things on your track so that they randomly derail. Yeah. This has been the news. Wait, so a bolt fell or something? Uh Something about non-conforming bolts? Yep, good old 2000, 3000 series cars. They have been such a pain in the katushka. That's special. So, anyway, continue. Do, 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 do. Do. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for contributing. You're so welcome. So, the U.S. just loves to build a weird commuter rail line. Seriously, we build them everywhere. Even though some of the time we don't actually call them commuter rail lines, we built a lot of strange ones in recent years. The uniting feature, low ridership, but most of the time that isn't their fault. Some of them are basically an old-fashioned shuttle branch line, but others act like traditional commuter rail service just with incredibly poor levels of service. So without further ado, the many forgotten commuter rail lines of the United States. First, the smart train, which oh, my is favorite. always overshadowed by BART and Caltrain. And, and Muni, VTA Light Rail, um, ACE. Everything. 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 The most obscure rail line in the Bay Area. So, Alex? Uh, this is yours, Kyle. Oh. I'm stupid. Um, the Sonoma Marin Area Rail Transit Line, which they weren't stretching that at all, is uh, north the North San Francisco Bay's commuter rail line. It most notably does not cross the bay, unlike the actually good commuter line. Um, it <laughs> serves 12 stations over 45 miles of mostly single track, running from the Sonoma County Airport, just to the north of Santa Rosa, to the Larkspur Ferry Terminal in San and Rafael. Yeah, why would we have our train go to the place where everyone is always going all the time? I mean, in principle, the ferry connection could be pretty good. Huh, could it, though? It should be. Well, except, first of all, it's like a half-hour walk from the train station to the ferry. And second of all, they're so horribly synced up that you barrel, there's like only two, two or three decent ferry connections in any given day because their frequencies are different. So, 
if they'd put the station at the ferry and sync to the time t- timetables, it could actually be like a pretty poggers commute. Or you Dude, know, Dude, I would do that. I would live in like San Rafael and do my little train ferry commute yeah. downtown. Because how long is the ferry ride? Oh, thirty minutes. Oh, that absolutely sucks compared to Bart. It's a big bay, and you have to remember ships are affected by this thing called friction with water. Gross. <laughs> how hard would it be to? Just sync, sync up the connections. I, I know the distance. They first have to move tough, the station but... into the same place as the ferries. Yeah, I don't know that it would be that hard, but you know how American transit agencies love to just not do good things. So I, I imagine there's a bus to the. Te- it's no? a walking connection. Okay, so it's that's bad. pretty terrible then. Put it on the Bay Bridge. Don't put it on the Bay Bridge. Put Bart on the Bay Bridge. Get rid of the cars on the Bay Bridge and put... Or wait, you mean the Golden Gate Bridge. The Bay Bridge is the other one. Put it on the Golden Gate Bridge. (laughs) So... Regage all the track to fit Bart. This is an annexation. (laughs) There's too many grade crossings thrown Bart on this, Kyle. (sighs) Linear BART connection, and we can just call it eBART. Oh two, yeah, eBART, eBART two, electric boogaloo. Yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't actually be the worst idea I've ever heard. Certainly better than the current ferry connection. Oh yeah. And you know, if we were finding the money in the uh, CHSR budget to do a second uh, Trans Bay crossing, maybe we could get one on the other side. <laughs> Does the geography suit that? The Golden Gate is very deep. Yeah, I guess it would have to go on the bridge. So, continue. All right. Um, there are interesting things. Um, unlike all the other DMU lines on this list, Smart uses Japanese trains. 18 Nippon Sharu diesel, diesel multiple <laughs> unit sets grace the tracks. Yeah, they look funny. Wow. So, Kyle, Alex, how many people do you think ride this thing Five. daily? Maybe 10. If we're lucky. And remember, this is, you know, in maybe the fourth or fifth most important metropolitan area in the United States, right? In an in a in a county area with like, I don't know, three hundred thousand people in it. How many people do you think ride this every day? It should, in theory, 20. be a lot. But because of airports are not even ferry, maybe twenty two. I'm a bit more optimistic. All right, I'll be optimistic, too. 23 a day. I mean, you guys are a little high. It's actually 2,100. So... Okay, (laughs) factor of 100 off. We tried. Yeah. But 2,100 riders a day on a 45-mile commuter system, um, you get that many on, like, a five-mile bus in some places. You're referring to the two, aren't you? Yep. And that's not even in the fourth or fifth most important metro area in the U.S. No, it's in the 68th. So close. Yeah. All right. All right. So pros. Uh, Frequency is pretty decent. Mostly hourly-ish with half-ish hour service during rush hours. That's respectable. And if the connection didn't suck, it would be a pretty usable commuter line. Um, It's got good bus connections. 
not a good ferry connection. Um, it's pretty fast, <laughs> and it goes right through the middle of the most of the towns it serves, providing great downtown access, which is awesome in general and certainly helps make up for its other failings because you don't have to take an extra transfer to get downtown. This is true. Also, great crossings. Um, cons, it's not actually clock face. It, it does not actually run just straight up every hour. They tried, though. Um, limited span of service, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m., which is pretty all right, but you're, you're missing those late-night trips and those early-morning commutes. Uh, it's mostly single-tracked. Anybody who's ever been like within 100 feet of a single-tracked system knows the pain, and the fare connection sucks. This is true. Uh, it's probably getting extended further north to Cloverdale and then maybe to the east into Nava County because of chronic flooding of a highway along the route. <laughs> Which is funny because they're spending $11 billion to rebuild that highway, I think, and it's like 10 miles long. So Ooh. we're getting some central subway. How'd you get chronic flooding? Bad engineering, mostly. I'm sure geography or something, too. Guess God so. said that some places should have trains and not highways, and not everybody listened. No, no one listened. He displayed his displeasure with the highways when he tore down the Embarcadero, and the Bay <laughs> should have listened to him on the rest of their highways as well. So the just Bay saying, should be barded with the sauce. Barded with the sauce, yeah. Or Caltrain with the sauce. Either way. Yeah, whichever one's cool currently. Hey, Caltrain's going to have 25 kilovolts, so it can just kill you even faster than Bart's third rail. Cool. Wait, it kills you quicker. I like dying. Uh, because <laughs> the high-speed rail needs 25 kilovolt overhead, so they're using that for Caltrain, too, which is like 25 times the voltage of usual metro and local systems at the heights that so one uses for those this systems. is probably why Caltrain is, like, shaving, like, 30 minutes off its pu current runtime just on pure acceleration. They have effectively <laughs> unlimited electricity. So. It's not even funny. Like, I'm not kidding you. On their, They're, like, shaving on local trips, on local <laughs> trains, because Caltrain has some express service. Literally, like, 30 minutes off, so instead of, like, 90 minutes, it's going to be, like, a 60-minute trip on a local train from San Jose to San Francisco. That's amazing. Just off of the power <laughs> of their acceleration off this catenary. So That's amazing. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah high-speed rail haters out there, make sure to look at all the other things this project is doing for California. Number one, Caltrain fast now. Yeah, I wonder if Metrolink would get anything good. Probably not. <laughs> Metrolink doesn't want to. Metrolink good. has less riders than Caltrain, and it has like eight lines. So anyway, LA try challenge impossible. Look, LA's great at building the world's longest light rail line, and slowest, and soon the second longest light rail line as well. Oh yeah, I forgot. Well, this leads us to our next uh, commuter rail, the Sprinter. It's a weird little diesel light rail line gremlin. With 15 stations on 22 miles of track in North San Diego County. Cool, cool. We talked about San Diego's light rail, so this could follow up. Yeah, it's better than this. Low bar. <laughs> Very low bar. It uses 12 semen uh, Desiro? Is that Desiro? Probably. Desiro DMUs to run 30-minute clock face service. 
Hey, real clock face. Yeah, they're really obsessed with calling this type of train a hybrid rail for some reason, because you get it? It's a hybrid between light rail and commuter rail. Ha, 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 ha. In other words, it sucks at both. Correct. Great. Well, that's really clever. So clever. How many writers do we guess? More than the last. <laughs> More than the last one. I guess 4,200. You're funny. You're so funny. I'm not guessing. It's 3,500. It says so right Oh, there. well, you're cheating. Yeah. Oh, Kyle is so late. <laughs> wow. Ding, ding. You get hit over the head with a rubber chicken. Okay. Da -da -da. <laughs> da -da -da -da. All right, continue. I, I, I don't get. I don't get it. But <laughs> it was a Family Feud music. Oh yeah. Ah. Well, that's that's why I don't get it. But any, anyway, the pros: um, decent surveys on a good headway. Um, it's clock face and uh, end of lines at Oceanside Transit Center, which has an incredible regional connection to Metrolink, the coaster, and all of Amtrak. Based. This is true. I mean, maybe they should just extended Metrolink onto this line, but... Metrolink, but more like crap-trolink. Imagine if Metrolink was electrified and ran service. Got him. I know, I'm funny. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cal Chad. The, the cons to this, um, service could be better <clears throat> because it's not especially long and it's not incredibly fast either uh, and it's slow because it's bendy uh, lots of single tracking and it feels like it should go more places than it does so in other words it fails to do what light rail is supposed to do and it fails to do what commuter rail is supposed to do correct because it's a hybrid of all the worst it's like parts more of like a mutant than a hybrid really in my opinion like you know a hybrid it's, it's is a like gremlin a virtuous joining of two species, but a mutant is a, like, non-virtuous joining of two species. Mutant gremlin. Yeah. Uh, good news, it does look like it's going to get 15-minute service, so hopefully then people will ride it now. Wahoo, it's-a me, a service CEO. So true, bestie. And now we get on to the best commuter rail line <laughs> in the country. Almost certainly the quirkiest. No, the best. You're, are you high? I'm believing in Wes. That's <laughs> right, folks. It's the Wes train. Portland's crazy branch line using Colorado Railcar, a company that TriMet had to subsidize into continuing exi to exist long enough to build the train sets for peak-only services to a suburban station, Beaverton Central, not downtown <laughs> Portland. Yes, folks, a peak-only commuter rail line that does not run downtown. Got to take a transfer and go through the mountain. This even is though correct. If your origin point, with your origin point, you could have just gone around the mountain. Well, and that's why the Southwest Corridor is going to happen. So that you could just go then around it would the be mountain. literally redundant. Yes. Uh, it has... <laughs> but what about downtown Beaverton and all the peak-hour office commuters that work there? All three of them. There aren't many peak hour office commuters in downtown Portland anymore, but there are a hell of a lot more than there ever were in Beaverton. <sighs> <laughs> Special project. Uh, so it has five stations on 14.7 miles of track with bi-directional 45-minute service during peak hours only. Because they don't own the track. It's freight track. Yeah. Uh, how many riders are we guessing, guys? Five. 
One for each um, station. I don't know, ten. Four hundred. Two for each station. <laughs> One dude who's just riding it back and forth for fun. Four hundred daily riders. Four whole hundred. Wow. Yeah, less than a hundred per station, and almost all of them are at terminus stations. So, it's like the S line, but worse and way more expensive. <laughs> Great. Uh, it has some pros. It has clock face scheduling. It has really good bus connections and max connections to places as far away as Salem. Uh, the bus that parallels it is pretty good. It's a 15-minute bus, so when you inevitably can't catch it, you'll be okay. And it runs at a reasonable speed. How much faster it is, is it than the parallel local bus? Oh, because like, I think it's like 30 minutes west end-to-end-ish. Uh-huh. Wait, let me look this up. Hold on. It is peak hours right now, so Wes is running. Wow. Transit. Uh, so where's the where's the southern terminus? Tigard. Or not Tigard. Tualatin. Wilsonville. There we go. I can think. What do you mean no nearby transit lines? <laughs> the West has evaporated. I mean, it does every day, but. True. <laughs> so, do, 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 do. it takes, let's see, five, six, 501. So, it takes 27 minutes end to end. That's pretty good. And the bus. Do, 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 do. I'm looking at traffic data and, and, and express point-to-point bus would not be able to compete, let alone managing in between stops. So, not Yeah, it looks like the bus takes about an hour. So, okay, so it's that's like pretty good. about twice as fast, yeah. That's pretty good. Never mind. Complaint retracted. Um, so does the bus also run... Um, does it also just run during the commuter hours? Or is that... No, the bus time? runs all day. Okay. All day long, all day... I'm does, musical does it get today. more ridership then? <laughs> oh, almost certainly. Because it goes places, okay. <laughs> unlike the West, which doesn't. Uh, cons. It has very poor service. Old, weird trains that no one uses, including a couple of Bud RDCs that are still in service. <laughs> um, you have to transfer to actually get anywhere interesting, and it's a huge money pit costing TriMet almost $85 per rider. Making it, 85. <laughs> making it the only possible form of public transportation that is more expensive on a per-passenger basis than microtransit. That's honestly impressive. Go Portland. I'm, yeah, I'm impressed. I, I don't know how you do that. So that's the West, the best commuter train in America. You do it by running big, <laughs> expensive diesel commuter trains with nobody on them. Small, expensive diesel commuter trains in this case. Right, because they don't need to be big because nobody's riding them? Correct. Well, this leads us to the best commuter rail line out Incorrect. of all of these. By far, by far, it's the Princeton Dinky. It's a silly little electrified branch line from Princeton Junction, the Northeast Corridor Station in Princeton, to a station located closer to Princeton proper. It runs five minute trip. Uh, sorry, it runs a five minute trip three times uh, an hour during most of the day with no stops. 
So, direct. <laughs> uh, has a great span of service. And synchronized to the NEC schedule. Yeah, it is synchronized, which is good, because <laughs> it would be pretty useless otherwise. But has a great span yep. of service and runs until about 1.30 in the morning, which is fantastic. And Fantabidozy. Uh, <laughs> I haven't heard that in so long. Fandabidozy. <laughs> Well, and uh, NJT keeps trying to change it into light rail or busway or something. So we'll see if it ever happens. But I say long live the dinky. Long yeah. live the dinky. Isn't the infrastructure like massively old and crap? Yeah, and the trains are kind of massively old and crap too. Isn't, like isn't... what you get on the dinky is just all the rejects from NJT's like Northeast Corridor lines that they had like tw- 40 years ago. So... So maybe a light rail wouldn't be a bad idea, but it would no, be No, it would expensive. be a bad idea. Why do you change it when it's perfect just the way it is? What That's you true. Call Changing flaws. it would be really bloody expensive. <laughs> what you call if flaws, you call flaws I, call I call perfection. Character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're ruining the character of the dinky. <laughs> Correct. The, the character of the dinky is such that it must be preserved. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully the dinky keeps going for another hundred years or whatever and does not ever get turned into a busway. Screw busways for dedicated lines. Busway, more like dumbway, am I right, guys? So right. Um, the A train, but not the cool one. This The boring A train is a weird suburban rail line running from a suburb of Dallas near the end of the dark green line to Denton which is about the furthest out exurb of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. It's got 21 miles... Oh, this is just like West, running from an insignificant suburb to a slightly less insignificant suburb. Yeah. <laughs> just like West for real. Um, it's got 21 miles of track serving six stations to West's five. Got him. Take that. Uh, with Stadler, wow, uh, GTW DMU trains. And it has a top speed of 79... Take that, Wes. Nice. Which probably is the same top speed. No, Wes goes 55. What? Um, you don't own the track. you got to remember these things. Right, so the track is disintegrating. Um, <laughs> so this one has, goes goes pretty speedy. Um, any guesses on daily ridership? 69. Getting warmer. <laughs> 420. Oh, even warmer. It's actually very 500. Warm. Take that, Wes. <laughs> an extra station earned them an extra 100 riders a day. Nice. 30-minute um, headways on clock face. None of that peak-only nonsense. Uh, pretty fast and connects to a service that doesn't suck, also known as Dart. Yeah, I think the trouble is that the 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 um, it doesn't go downtown and it's very slow still, despite going 79 top speed. So, like, it takes, like, two hours on transit from Denton to downtown Dallas, let alone anywhere else. So maybe this is, like, the E-Bart. This is the E-Bart of Dart, yes. E-Dart. <laughs> E-Dart. <laughs> Except people, a lot of people actually ride E-Bart, so. So anyway. A lot of people will ride anything in the Bay Area because there's lots of people and lots of places to go. And there's not lots of people and lots of places to go in Dallas, the the third largest metro area in the country, or fourth largest metro area in the country. I mean, compared to the Bay Area. This is true. Like, 
you know, there may be more people in Dallas than the Bay Area, but it's certainly a less interesting group of people. I'm sure there's plenty of appetite for actually good transit in both places, but only in the Bay Area do you find appetite for flipping Ebart. So, yeah, um, instead of going downtown, it stops in the middle of nowhere because, you know, why would we just extend the light rail line? Um, It's not going to connect to the new orbital silver line because why would we make the service not suck? And it's a huge (laughs) money pit because nobody rides it. Yeah, it's like half of the Denton County Transit Authority's budget and has less than 1,000 daily riders. I think that Denton County Transit carries like four or 5,000 daily riders. So it's, it's almost as big of a money pit as Wes. Great, except the agency that runs it is not the big transit agency, TM, of the metro area. It is surprising that it has so many few riders, even that it has decent service, but like... Because it goes from nowhere to nowhere. This is true. No offense to Denton. It seems like being a... Denton. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like being a huge money pit might be a theme. You might say that, yeah. Yeah. You might. Except the dinky. Yeah, bringing us on to an actually good commuter rail line, but nobody still knows about it for some reason. So the South Shore line is maybe the most interesting line on this list, mostly because it is the last operating interurban line in the United States of America. Straight up continuously operating. That is correct. It began service in 1903 and continues to this day, having survived both the steam and early electric interurban eras. It was operated privately until, get this, 1989. The fall of 89, 89. <laughs> I don't know if it was actually in the fall. It might have been a different time. And that song is the summer of 69, not the fall. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> I was just checking. Uh, when it was officially taken over by the Northern Indiana Commuter Transportation District, or oh. as I prefer to call it, the NICTDA. I'll note on the national <laughs> scale, that is quite late to be taken over by a government agency. Very late. Um... And yes, you heard correctly. Despite the reputed demise of interurban trains circa the mid-1900s, one little engine that could soldiered on into the 21st century. It has 90 miles of electrified track running between Chicago and the airport in South Bend, Indiana, and it still had, until very recently, some street running sections in many of the towns that it passes through. It uses a variety of single-level Nippon Sharyu EMU trains. How old are those? Uh, some of them are from the 80s. Some of them are newer. Cool. But none from Mm -hmm. this century. Um, They're removing the street running that was in Michigan City, which is still under construction at the moment. And it looks like a second line will be built in the near future, hopefully to the same electrified standards. Yeah, where are they putting the trains instead of in the middle of the street? Like median, side, There's an unused old ride. Because you have to remember that the Midwest the Midwest used to have way more people than it does currently. So there was a lot more trains and a lot more things going on. way more industry. Yeah, and so there's just kind of a lot of unused rail infrastructure lying around in most Midwestern cities. So they're just scooting this over into the rail corridor off the street. Instead of on the middle of the road, yeah. That's, that seems like a nice idea. Uh-huh. Probably probably for the best. Yeah, and currently it gets 4,500 daily riders, which is not bad for the hey. 20, 20 trains scheduled in each direction per day. Um, yeah. Hype. Hype, very hype. I love the South Shore line. It, it's like number one on my Chicago bucket list. So That's what, like? 60, 70, 80 riders per vehicle revenue hour, mm-hmm. which is pretty, pretty good. 
Correct. Uh, so Prose, it's very long. It serves many communities with poor transit service, such as Gary, Indiana, known for being like the most impoverished place in the country. Um, the, the industrialization go. It does go burr. Um, pow, pow. Ow. I'm My being... Gary, it's broken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rip. Yeah, it has fantastical, fantastical, fantastic regional connections in downtown Chicago. You can pretty easily connect to Metro, Metro Electric, the L, about a trillion bus lines, Amtrak, to basically everywhere in the country. This is one of the perks of running Insert Service actually downtown. Correct. Um, it has pretty good rush hour service, as often as 15 minutes to some locations. Nice. You can commute on it. Uh, it's electrified, which is so rare in this country outside of the Northeast. I don't know what the deal is with South Chicago and electrified commuter rail lines, but I like it. And then it has some express service. That's honestly impressive on infrastructure this old. Yeah. Um, cons, it's quite slow. Oh, go ahead, Alex. Uh, I was just going to say the fact it's electrified is insane. I wish yeah. I wish Frontrunner was electrified every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know how many times they're planning on buying a new fleet in the long-range frontrunner plan? A lot of times. Because why would we buy an electric fleet when we do a service expansion when we could buy more regular trains and then later replace them with electric trains? Good plan. <laughs> uh, cons, it is quite slow, almost three hours from end to end, which oh. is about 30 miles an hour. That will be getting significantly better with the new um, thingy. With the new infrastructure that doesn't suck. Yeah, I think it's going to be like closer to front runner speeds soon. Forty so miles an hour. Yeah, instead of thirty. That's, a, that's so. an improvement. Hopefully, they can get even more. Uh huh. Uh, it has poor frequency outside of rush hour and um, very limited trips on some sections, like the South Bend to Chicago line, which is like the full line has like five trains a day. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I guess they're just putting the service where people want to ride it, because who is taking this three-hour trip on a daily basis? But once it's two hours. And maybe one day once it's one hour. Inshallah. No, that's um, physically unrealistic. No, it's not. 90-mile-an-hour average running speed on the local line. It has express <laughs> service already. Could have oh, more. yeah, I guess with express um, service, sure. So, but many of these issues look like the NICTD is trying to work on them, uh, for example, the reroute off of Michigan City Streets is expected to speed it up closer to frontrunner speeds. And also, very important, um, they're going to double the number of trains every day and build new line. So, dang, pretty good, right? Can't we can't we get this like anywhere else in the country? No. Oh. <laughs> so I have some notable emissions. We have the Dart Silver Line because that I don't care. The NJT River Line, because that's a diesel-powered light rail line. And the Austin Metro Rail, because we already talked about it. Woohoo. All right. The big question, which I'm posing for once, are these lines that we just talked about any what good? What is hybrid rail? <laughs> Why is hybrid rail? How is hybrid rail? Low budget, mostly. Um, so are these trains we just talked about any good? Mostly no, but it would take shockingly little work to make most of them better. For example, running them between origins and destinations. Interesting. Along Turning the west into a red line extension. Whoa. Um, in, in cases like west, also running service on them. 
that would help. Any closing thoughts? Clock face service for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just love the dinky. <laughs> yeah. Is that on your list now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Your filmer list. Yeah. I am interesting. I mean, I am interested in what they want the future of the dinky to be because, like, obviously you could tear the whole thing up and rebuild it as modern light rail line. That would be obscenely expensive. But and does that change anything? Off. Exactly. So, what could we just, like, get custom built new cars that don't need, like, a blacksmith to make parts for them and then run them on the same old infrastructure with the same piss signal system? Probably. Would that be practical? Like, what's Probably. the most cost-effective way to maintain this already good service? Or, or we keep blacksmiths in business. Uh, right. Okay. Sure. I don't have better things to do. So, in conclusion, train good, make more, but maybe not make bad. Yeah, make good, train good. Bird, Correct. Uh, South Shoreline base, we need a billion more of them. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the South Shore line is not that different than a a new build, comically long light rail line. <laughs> Except it's faster. It's much faster. So maybe if we made new build, comically long... It averages, long like, DC metro speeds. So maybe if we made new build, comically long light rail lines that used real trains and did not have street running sections and stoplights where they don't need them then we could have the interurban of new. Any, anything else we're missing? Except the, the South Shore line can go 80. And there is like not said, a light rail line in this country that can manage 80. Like I said, if they used real trains... Oh, I see. As opposed then to... Then you're not making a light trains. rail line, you're making an interurban line or a regional rail line. No, we're calling it light rail to make it palatable to insert Oh, I see. Although, <laughs> you know, light rail is the crime train... So, <laughs> insert current service. <laughs> train. Train. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people freaking out in Vancouver, the Couve in Washington at the moment, because <laughs> the yellow line is probably going to get extended when they rebuild the interstate bridge. And they're like, ah, it's going to bring Portland's crime and disorder to us. And I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> That's literally not how that oh, works. Oh, no. Some of the homelessness that we helped cause might actually come to our city. Except the horror. Won't. Except it won't actually because your police will immediately move yeah, them back up to Yeah, drive them back to, the back to Portland. Yeah. Not so, even take them on the train. Drive them. What do you mean? Having to deal with the consequences of our own actions? But anyway, that's not what would happen anyway because that's not how that works. Maybe but, one of these one of these days, these people will realize that all the work they've put into making their area in completely inhospitable to people of different socioeconomic classes has actually paid off. And even if there's cheap and convenient and accessible transportation, their area is still completely inhospitable to people of different socioeconomic classes. Cool. So they've achieved what they want. Like Draper, you don't see a lot of like. The homeless people milling around the no, track station in Draper. No, In the middle of a snowstorm, there might be some people just hanging out on the train, but you go 10 feet away from the train station, it's back to normal, ah, pores. normal um, ah, economic segregation. Pores. Oh, no. What is it? I really hope that they don't build, like, you know how Tilcom Crossing is for some godless reason 25 miles an hour? Why? 
Isn't reasons. it a new build bridge? Yeah. Can they make it yeah. as fast as they I'm, want? I'm hoping to gosh that for once in its life, Portland realizes that speed is important when they build the damn bridge so that they don't just be like, oh, well, it can go 25 all the way out of downtown, which takes like half the runtime of the Orange Line just to get like from PSU to the other side of the river because, oh, let's make this giant viaduct that we built only 25 miles an hour. Oh, let's make this giant half-billion-dollar bridge that we built 25 miles an hour because we couldn't possibly have anything resembling speed on our supposedly fast regional line. No! This seems to be a common theme in light rail is that speed is not important. The train gets there eventually. I'm sure all our captive riders will ride it. So anyway, the moral of the story, crime does not come on a train, hybrid rail is fine, I guess, and build your bridge fast, TriMet, or I will throw you into the sun. Oh, speaking of speed, <laughs> did they slow down the speed restriction on the curve coming down 4th and 5th south in the red line? Yeah. I figured. It, sh- it probably should have always been like that, but... I think this way the track isn't going to crap itself near as fast. So... At least there's a physical geometric reason for this speed restriction, which is it's like God's biggest curve and hill all in one. We should have just done a tunnel (laughs) portal there and done a subway under the university, but that's neither here nor there. So, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube, or to leave us a follow and rating if you're on iTunes or Spotify. If you like what we do here, you can become a member on Patreon. Patrons get early access to all of our episodes, as well as exclusive content and occasional merch drops. Woohoo! Hey, I got all the materials for buttons, so I just got to make sure they actually fit. We need to make some Why do we have six notifications? So, at Super Duper Hyper South Shoreline Electrified Front Runner Tier, we have Zach Adams at $69.69 a month. At all of those adjectives minus one, we have generic GT at $35 per month. At regular frontrunner tier, we have Curtis Herring, Devin Zander, McKay Ransom, Mike Christensen, and Phobos2390. Thank you all. Thank you. And our $5 a month tier, the red line tier, or I'm going to call it the dinky tier, uh, Brian Smith, (laughs) Christopher Whaley, DJ... Hi, Will. Watkins. Elijah Kensler, Jacob Whitecotton, Jesse Mayo, Reluctant LA Resident, Robert P. Walsh. Yeah, that's it. And at the blue line, quote, actually fast light rail, unquote. Not tier. true. At the blue line, quote, wants to be actually fast light rail, unquote, <laughs> tier. We have Alex Dykelski, Ben Busath, Bradley Bondi, Ethan McDonald, Evelyn, G4, Gonzo 12, John Heron Gorman, Martin Hecker Martinez, Matt Gray, Seth, and Zach Verstott. Thank you all. And at our $1 green grind tier, we have grinding, Benjamin grinding Wood and Kapil. Oh, thank Thanks. you all. Oh, speaking of grinding, the, the Salt Lake area news, uh, or South Salt Lake news, the uh, new bridge connecting Parley's Trail to the Jordan River Trail underneath the grind tracks over Ninth West and over the Jordan River is complete and open for business. This is true. I learned this from some dude with an e-bike at Costco. I learned it when we bike past. That works too. <laughs> but for that is that that's kind of a game changer for regional bike connectivity in the Salt Lake area. You mean you don't have to do some weird sketchy thing anymore and you can just go over a nice set of bridges? Yeah. Weird. Oh, and they made the bridge ramps pretty good. That- it fixed that really awful part we rode on that one time. 
Yeah, okay. so now you can Good. bike safely and comfortably with your family from Ogden to Orem and, well, from... One, Slightly south of Ogden to from Orem. From Roy to Orem and all the way up to the mouth of Parley's Canyon. Wow. And all points in between, which are quite a lot. Well, that, that's good. Like, for I'm example, Kaysville. Yeah. <laughs> Kaysville. Clearfield, my favorite city. <laughs> yeah, it'll be nice for east-west commutes and recreational trips as well. This is true. And, you know, going to Winco, that sort of thing. Hmm. Are you going to start taking JRT to Winco? No, but people who live west of Winco can now just trail to Winco. No, oh, because I was going to say that's psychotic. That's silly route for where we live, yeah. So. So. Anyway. Any Anywho. Get to do the thing. Engage with the YouTube. Yeah, leave leave angry comments below. It boosts engagement. Yeah. Angrier the more engagement. This is true. So, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody! That's a reference to The Simpsons. Okay, thanks. <laughs> right. Bye.